Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Friday, uh, November the 11th. Uh, of course, heading up our headlines right now, the big game down the road from us at uh, Cajun Field. The Cajuns take care of business as they take down Georgia Southern by the score of 36-17. to 17. Cajuns jump on them early, uh, don't look back with a 27-7 halftime lead. Uh, but uh, kick uh, three field goals in the second half. Uh, not allowed uh, or weren't allowed to get it in the end zone. But a big win for Mike Des- Desimo uh, as he looks uh, to get to that sixth win so they can be bowl eligible. Uh, Cajuns played really well last night uh, as uh, Ben Woolridge was uh, 17 out of 31 for 193 yards and three scores. Chris Smith, 17 carries, 80 yards. Uh, Michael Jefferson's a big home run guy. He has three catches for 53 yards and a score. And the Cajuns uh, win their fifth game of the uh, year. They now stand at 5-5 uh, five and five with two games left to play, one being at Florida State. And I'm trying to remember the last game that escapes me right now in that regard. Look at uh, my quickly uh, Texas State. Yeah, they play. There we go. Yeah, they're both games. That was their last home encounter last night. Not sure if they honored the seniors last night or maybe uh, against Troy. But uh, the Cajuns uh, at 5-5 five and five with two big games left. Uh, Florida State, I'm sure they won't be favored. But uh, Texas State, uh, they should be or could be. So uh, that game is going to be the Saturday after uh, Thanksgiving. So uh, elsewhere in college football well, last night, Memphis knocks off uh, Tulsa 26-10 to in the NFL Boy, Carolina <laughs> beats Atlanta in Atlanta uh, by the score of 25-15. to 15. Don't know if you watched any of that game, Jeff. A little of the early uh, half. Okay, and uh, Carolina, basically, uh, they, they won that game pretty much going away. I don't think uh, Atlanta was ever in the game. Uh, it was 13-3 to three at halftime, and then uh, each team scored 12 points in the second half. Uh, P.J. Walker, the quarterback for uh, Carolina, was 10 out of 16 for 108 yards. Deontay uh, Foreman, excuse me, was 31 carries, 130 yards. Uh, Marcus Mariota, 19 out of 30, 186 yards, a couple touchdowns. That tells me that uh, they must have gone for two points maybe uh, a couple times, but... uh, Anyway, it makes the NFC uh, South uh, division pretty interesting as Atlanta. If Tampa Bay wins over the weekend, uh, they'll be in first place, but with a what? They'll uh, be in first all alone. Yeah, that's right. But uh, what, with a 5-5 five and five record, I do believe. Well, if they win. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they're playing in Germany. Yeah. So And they take on Seattle. has had a lot of success with Geno Smith. Uh, and the German crowd is pretty excited about uh, this game. They said they had requests for almost 800,000 tickets. No kidding. Wow. In a 70,000-seat stadium. Beautiful stadium, too. Yeah. If you like uh, modern, a modern look, too. Yeah, it. that contemporary type, yeah. uh, you know, with the – anyway, I can remember going to uh, Montreal for the Olympics and uh, – that uh, type, you know, the stadium and the different uh, venues they'd built for the different sports. It was pretty neat, though. It was pretty neat. Anyway, I'm sure it was great for the Olympics. It was terrible for baseball. I'm thinking about yeah, oh. Olympic Stadium where the Expos eventually moved to. But 
That's uh, uh, yeah. I, I wonder. You know, obviously Jerry Park would not. Still I've been be to that park today. too. Yeah, yeah. It, it sat about twenty eight thousand people. Exactly. That's it. It was very small. One, one of the original ballparks with a pool, though, in the outfield. That's right. That's right. Uh, in that regard. But anyway, uh, I was just uh, looking at this uh, with this game in Germany, uh, and uh, it's a. I'm trying to think. Is it five or six hours? Uh, the time difference. Uh, with where they're playing in Germany. Now this that we're year. back on standard time, I'm guessing at least six. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, that's going to be the time. So, uh, but the when they first played, the United States played a nine, uh, I guess, an exhibition game there years ago, and they could hardly sell any tickets. But today, you know, I'm under, and and I'm thinking uh, one of the reasons it's doing well, and one of the reasons I think Tampa may have an edge is. Tom Brady's probably a big favorite. I mean, he's been around forever, and if if anybody in Germany knows anything about NFL football, it's probably a guy named Tom Brady. That's right. That's right. And he is well-known, uh, even in the small villages uh, in Germany. Uh, and of course, uh, Tampa Bay's going to take on the Seattle Seahawks. At, and the game's going to come on about 8.30 on the NFL Network, too. Yeah. So uh, it's not going to be uh, at uh, on uh, – any other network. So most people uh, will be able to watch it if you have uh, the sports package on the different cable systems that you have. But uh, the Germans are really excited about this game. Uh, tickets were, uh, I was noticed one guy stood there with people standing in line uh, for tickets and uh, uh, not being a fan, one of these guys uh, long before. But the NFL games are watched pretty, uh, pretty heavily in Germany. Uh, in that regard, even though they're going to have to stay up late at night to watch a lot of games, especially the, the late games. But uh, the, uh, the people were getting in line to get their tickets. And uh, as there were people, I don't know if they gave them a certain limit they could buy, but one guy jumped in line and they were telling him, well, you 254,000. So I don't think we're going to sell that many <laughs> tickets. So he found a buddy that was up at uh, number 3,500 and he got him to order him some tickets. So, uh, but anyway, um, it, it, the German people are excited about this and Ticketmaster site on six different devices. Uh, uh, the game's a sellout uh, for 4,000. Um, anyway, uh, it's, uh, you know, they, they've been watching American football for a few years now. And Tom Brady, as you mentioned, is very well known. And not to mention the NFC West Seahawks are 6-3 and three and one of the best stories. Boy, what Geno Smith has done after they got rid of Russell Wilson, who's having a, an average year, if not, uh, not up to par for him right now. And, and again, uh, you, you wonder how many other teams would have bid on Geno Smith, you know? Uh, probably not many in that regard, uh, Anyway, the game uh, this Sunday uh be interesting. Of course, uh, our Saints are playing uh, Sunday, uh, and uh, they're looking uh, to win a big game up in Pittsburgh. So uh, uh, I'll see where, too, where the Saints also made uh, a bunch of moves, too, uh, uh, with regards to uh, changing their roster up uh, a little bit. I'm, I want to say it was uh, yesterday. I'm scrolling through a few articles trying to find that, where they made roster changes uh, yeah, Saints made five transactions uh, yesterday, including uh, the addition of a John Curtis former star. Uh, Trevor Penning is also uh, has an opportunity to play probably in that either. I don't think he's ready for this weekend, but uh, I'd be willing to believe he'll he'll get in uh, five or six games if uh, they get him off the IR. And he is. He, he was moved off the IR yesterday. So uh, they also uh, – 
basically, the, some of the chains of Saints fill some voids with fullback Adam Prentice, a linebacker Nephi Sewell, or Swole, offensive tackle Derek Kelly, the second linebacker Kenny Young is the young man from John Curtis. They played at UCLA. He was added to the squad uh, in that regard. So the Saints, uh, and you know, I'm not so sure, Jeff, that this is improving the squad or they just fill in holes with players they think maybe can uh, contribute some during the course of uh, the year. Um, Young is a New Orleans native. He grew up attending John Curtis and was named, uh, he was all Metro type player, defensive player of the year, the small schools, uh, went to UCLA, was a fourth round pick in 2018. So uh, coming back home to play for the Saints. Uh, we'll see what the Saints can do up in Pittsburgh with the air time around noon uh, on uh, I'm trying to remember is that a they're on Fox, Fox okay uh, with uh, not which CBS. is often when you're the visiting team AFC NFC rivalry often you play on uh, CBS the huh? CBS but yeah. uh, for whatever reason you know they they when especially you got uh, all the all the non-Sunday games plus uh, the primetime Sunday game, the, the breakfast Sunday game, uh, Fox and CBS try and balance it out. So they every do. once in a while there's one, an outlier from that rule where any NFC game is always going to be on Fox, all AFC versus AFC on CBS, and then uh, the visiting team in a non-conference game uh, usually is on their home network. So, And then even you had mentioned earlier this week that uh, sometimes in the second uh, game that comes on around 3.30 or so that uh, sometimes those uh, change networks too depending on – because I think CBS and Fox, don't they exchange out each week? They, they, the one will have the second game, right. the doubleheader. It's not automatically back-to-back. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, you take uh, the U.S. Open. And okay. CBS might be covering the U.S. Open. True. And so they definitely don't want a doubleheader that day. Uh, th- those kind of things sometimes affect, too. Yeah, and uh, the Sunday, the second game on Fox is this weekend is uh, Dallas at Green Bay. Should be a pretty interesting contest. Of course, uh, Dallas comes in 6-2, and two, Green Bay's 3-6. and six. Uh, And then the uh, Sunday night late game is the Chargers at San Francisco. And then the Monday night game, we'll see Washington at Philadelphia, which the Eagles, uh, there's still some people out there starting to say, maybe the Eagles might match the Dolphins of 72. Uh, Well, they're only 8-0. They're only halfway through. They've got a long way to go before that takes place. Uh, And, of course, they still, I don't think the Eagles have played Dallas, have they? And has the Eagles, the other teams in that division, of course, Washington being one this weekend, uh, along with – uh, I'm trying to see who the other the, – I'm trying to recall the other uh, Eastern Conference uh, game up in that area for uh, that to be the Giants, of course, excuse me. And uh, and I think the Giants are – they play this weekend. They're at um, – the Giants are uh, – Houston is at New York, the Giants. The Jets are off this weekend. Another team that's made remarkable recovery this year, too, through the course of the year. Uh, the – the Bears are take on the Detroit Lions. The Lions come in two and six. The Bears About three and six. About time to get them. Yeah, it's uh, and the Bears are field goal pick forty eight and a half is over and under. Uh, the fans favored or the inside edge goes to the Bears. So uh, we'll see how uh, Mr. Fields operates this weekend. Is he going to be? Didn't he? Uh, 
No, it was, I'm thinking of somebody else. I was thinking he might have been in uh, – had a little injury, but he no, ran for no. a lot of yards last year. 178. Yeah, was that the all-time record box quarterback? I keep hearing that, but I find that hard to believe. But uh, I, I have heard that. Yeah, I just – I can't see Bart Starr running for 173 yards or uh, any of those type quarterbacks. But the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, I'm surprised he had hit the 200 mark in some games. But – Anyway, uh, other big games around the league. Uh, Minnesota yeah. journeys to Buffalo. Is Josh Allen going to play? Super Bowl preview, maybe. Uh, that's a possibility. The Vikings come in 7-1. What would be fascinating about that Super Bowl? I'm ready. 0-4. Both teams are 0-4 in the Super Bowl. That's right. That's right. One of them would have to win. That's right. That's right. One fan base would be all excited. They finally uh, win their first Super Bowl. That's if that happens. So, of course, the Vikings have to go through the Eagles or the Eagles have to go through the Vikings, whatever the case may be, after uh, 17 games this year. But you're right. That'd be interesting. Uh, Jacksonville at Kansas City. Uh, Jacksonville playing a little bit better this year. Uh, Cleveland. By the way, we're getting that game. Uh, Is that the game? That's the alternate. uh, That's the early CBS game. Oh, that's right. That That is correct. Yeah. And uh, Houston at the Giants. of course, uh, Arizona at the Rams, three and six. Arizona at three and five. Rams. Who the way the, I've watched the Rams last week against the 49ers, and I just, I just can't believe They're how fast. Enigma. That's right, how fast they've dropped. Of course, Cooper Cup still one of the best receivers in the league, and just uh, Stafford. Just I don't know. Uh, Stafford looks like he's playing with the Lions again. Just uh, <laughs> not putting up numbers. And, and of uh, course, he's in the concussion protocol. I'm not right. sure where he stands as of today. but That's, That is correct. So uh, he's not able to play uh, uh, possibly this weekend. They haven't know. ruled him out, but it's not looking good. And they okay. talked about uh, the last guy, the backup quarterback's name escapes me, but uh, he got his team into the playoffs uh, in, was it the 2019 season? He, he sat in uh, for... Or maybe it's 2020. They it, it propelled the Rams into the postseason, but they didn't yeah. get to the Super Bowl. It must have been 2020. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember who that backup was for. the. Like you said, um, the name escapes me right now uh, here on a big Friday. But in the meantime, high school football, uh, we, let's go ahead and maybe take our first break and come back and talk about high school football. A lot of big games on course for tonight, and also we have one team – one of our local area that played one. So uh, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880, or go to answer to pain.com. 
Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Pay for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Corner Tavern is the premier spot for live music. This Saturday, it's Cajun Roots. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 9 tennis main across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, now just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. And don't forget, monthly bingo is back this Thursday. 10 games beginning at 7. That's the Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Of course, uh, we have an abbreviated show today due to uh, the Kane's fishing and hunting show. But in the meantime, high school football tonight. Uh, last night, the St. Martinville Tigers got a big win in the first round as they knocked off uh, the DeRitter Dragons by the score of 28-7. to uh, last night over in St. Martinville, so hats off to them and good luck uh, as the Tigers will advance to play. I believe you mentioned the winner of, uh, was it Lutcher? St. Martinville will play the winner of number six, Lutcher, versus number 27, Wassman. Yeah, Wassman up uh, a little south of Monroe. And, That's a uh, trip, man. Yeah, and then Lutcher, uh, the Bulldogs, always have a pretty good team. Uh, Tim Dettier, I don't know if Tim's still the coach here, and I knew him. From years ago, elsewhere, uh, I believe it still at Nichols. I'm trying to think. I'm t- no, it was another Tim then, but there's a coach that uh, took over years ago uh, for the Bulldogs and bought uh, Lutcher just a fine program year in and year out mm-hmm. uh, up there along the river. Elsewhere, um, high school football action, uh, Delcom. They're going to travel to White Castle to take on the Bulldogs in a big game for Coach Artie Laosa. Uh, uh, let's see if uh, Delcom 
can come back with a W, too, uh, in that regard. So uh, Delcom heads up there. I remember we had him on the show talking about going Highway 70 through Morgan City instead of taking a chance going across the uh, I-10 bridge in Baton Rouge. Yeah, you never know the, what you're going to get there. The, oh, absolutely. Or even for the Chafalaya Basin with the uh, or an accident. So good luck to uh, the Delcom Panthers tonight. Elsewhere. And, and then Coach Lowe's also said not a lot of food in White Castle, so don't wait to get there <laughs> to uh, maybe get some dinner. Stop at Morgan City or yeah, something. Yeah, that's right. So uh, they've got places along the way in these yeah. little outlets. So anyway, um, also Generet, uh, the, mo- the biggest surprise team, I think, in our area, uh, takes on Delhi, the Bears, in a big ball game too, a home game for Generet, the Tigers. So you people at Generet uh, who might be listening to this broadcast, boy, it'd be great to get out there and support no them and see if they can uh, win a big playoff game for the first time probably in many years too. Play, play with a lot of heart, that team, and uh, their numbers aren't anything special. But if they if they can stay healthy, maybe they have a shot at a little run. And, you know, keep in mind, too, we did talk about this in advance of the start of the season, how good it would be for Generette dropping down to Class A. And apparently we were all right. You know, That's they, right. They definitely had some success. Yeah, and their numbers were just small even with participation on the team. So uh, being in double A and probably A is where they belong. And uh, they went 6-4 and four this year. So uh, good luck to them. And uh, elsewhere, Lorville, they, uh, they're going to take on Vidalia, the Vikings, in a big ball game, and uh, usually the kids up in Vidalia, uh, as Coach uh, uh, Terry Martin mentioned, they've got some size and some speed, and uh, that's going to come into play. And he's hopefully that maybe uh, with the, the big bodies they have, they can run them around a little bit and maybe tire them out coming into the late in the third and early in the fourth quarter. So we'll see how Coach uh, Martin's strategy pays off in, in that regard. So uh, another big game tonight, uh, the Westgate Tigers, the defending 4A champ uh, in non-select takes on the Bell Chase Cardinals in a big game, and uh, that'll be a big game for Coach Ryan Antoine as he tries to advance his team to defend that state championship, Jeff, and uh should be a big ball game over at uh, Westgate tonight. Yeah, the kind of shame of it is, and I talked to Coach Antoine about this uh, when they first announced how the playoffs were going to work out, the idea that you really don't get to defend your state championship because – now, 4A schools, some, not all, but many, if not most, 4A schools in with the 5A schools in the postseason, and it's, it's, not, it's a new title. It's not defending your old one. It's, it's getting the new one. But they uh, did win a state championship, taking down Warren yeah. Easton last year in a game you broadcast. Uh, so we'll see how uh, Westgate, the Tigers, I know Coach Ryan Antoine is not too excited about uh, the way they structured this. And he voiced that publicly on oh, the yeah. air with us, too. Uh, and, and most did. And in, in large part, it was about not being able to schedule based on the playoff system. Yeah. And I think so next year they're going to have to deal with it one more time. And then in 2024, in advance of the 2024 season, if the system is still here, because right. the principals uh, meet in January, they may look at how it all, <laughs> you know, the, the chips fell and say, no, we're not. The, or just out of spite to the executive committee, they might uh, uh, change this around but quite frankly I'm okay with it but you know again I'm with coach Antoine where you know give us time to prepare for this and in 2024 let us reschedule next season yeah although that may not be a a fun task either I know the the struggles that are there but uh, hopefully by 2024 if the system is still around teams will have had a chance to schedule based on 
the, these divisions, uh, these classifications, and I think it'll just uh, be better at least in 2024, less angst. Yeah, and, you know, Westgate is playing up. You know, they should be a division of, uh, or I want to say a 4A team. They're playing uh, many of the, the better teams in 5A. So uh, it's like paying up a little bit for them. And the same thing goes for Catholic High tonight as they take on uh, Lake Charles College Prep. Lake Charles College Prep's a 3A school, mm-hmm. and uh, the Panthers are stepping up a little bit in class. Of course, they have played uh, two 4A teams this year and uh, two 3A teams this year along with uh, a single-A team. But uh, stepping up, uh, taking on Lake Charles College Prep tonight at Panther Stadium. Uh, we'll air that game on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240, as the Panthers uh, take on the Trailblazers. And the Trailblazers have a couple pretty good football players, too. One of them is a uh, cornerback, is a commitment to the University of Washington, the Huskies. So that ought to tell you something right there. He's got uh, Division One potential, and they have another big linebacker that's a commitment, I think, to Texas State uh, in that regard. So they've got some uh, good players on that team. And I know Coach Watt on his show Monday night said they're the type team that can just lull you to sleep and then hit the big play for 70 yards, and you wonder where that came from. So uh, – Tonight we'll find out as the Panthers uh, try to advance, too. And, of course, they, they win this game tonight. They take on an old nemesis. They're going to take on the Notre Dame Pioneers. Yeah, and, uh, and just to put in for what it's worth in week two, um, Westgate uh, only beat Lake Charles uh, College Prep 20-12. to 12. So, that's know, right. Tight that's ball right. Game there. But but one thing I've noticed, I was pulling up some information this morning early that uh, Lake Charles College Prep have lost four out their last five ball games. Mm. They did beat uh, a team last week uh, to even up. Uh, well, I should say they're four and six, the same as Catholic High this year coming into this game. Of course, the Panthers and our broadcast last Friday night took on uh, West St. Mary who basically gave it their all, but uh, just undermanned against oh, gosh, uh, all yes. teams this year. And the Panthers uh, hammered them 51 to nothing, and uh, pretty much the game was over by the first quarter. But uh, they're out, those kids are out there trying, and hopefully with a lot of youngsters, they gain some experience, some hard knocks, though. But uh, we'll see what fires uh, them up for the coming years and all, Jeff. Don't know if you have any late or uh, other information news or other games that may be of importance in our area that Just I might have overlooked. Not, not that you overlooked, but uh – Playoffs uh, in volleyball uh, continued right. uh, at, well, I guess they began at the Cajun Dome, but uh, Catholic High, uh, tough uh, effort against Hannon. They uh, were swept three uh, sets to none, or three games uh, to none, and they uh, are out of the playoffs. Uh, both Turlings and St. Thomas More advanced in their uh, Division Two uh, to the semis. Uh, they're in separate semis, could meet in the finals if they both advance, but that's some local volleyball Yeah, the, the Panther ladies uh, got beat. Uh, the scores I had here were 25 to 11, 25 to 11, and then 25 to 22, where they knew they had to win that third game to keep going to a fourth game, but were defeated by the Hannon Hawks uh, in that regard. So uh, hats off to Coach Gary Westcott and his ladies uh, playing hard this year, but uh, – and did well, and again, uh, they got caught in that uh, scenario. Hannon's a 3A school, and if I'm not mistaken, might even be a 4A school on the North Shore. Uh, they originally started uh, uh, over in Chalmette back in the day, I guess in sometime in the 90s, and uh, after Hurricane Katrina decided to relocate the school to the North Shore, and they're up around the Mandeville area, the Hannon team, and uh, 
they uh, have grown substantially. Of course, that area of the state is just growing by leaps and bounds. At one time, it was the fastest-growing county parish in the country. So uh, not so sure uh, the Panthers might have had the same situation as Westgate's looking at, playing uh, up when you really uh, should be playing in, uh, in a lower division. So yeah. anyway. you know, it's, it's tough to say, but it looks like they played mainly a Division three schedule, Hannon. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they, um, you know, uh, from what I understand, uh, they've won the state championship uh, last couple of years too in volleyball. So uh, the Panthers, uh, ladies, uh, come up short, but what a nice year, Coach uh, Gary Westcott. What a fine job he's done for the Lady Panthers. They've been in the state tournament for the past three years, twice in the Cajun Dome and once at the Pontchartrain Center. So uh, congratulations to them. Elsewhere, Jeff, uh, today in sports history, November the 11th. Uh, in 1926, future Hall of Fame baseball second baseman Eddie Collins is released as the White Sox player manager, and he's replaced by another future Hall of Famer, catcher Ray Salk. Ray Salk was the catcher on the Black Sox scandal mm-hmm. team in 1919. He was one of the few that didn't uh, partake into the uh, alleged confidence game of uh, paying uh, the players to drop the series. Elsewhere in 43, 1943, Yankee pitcher Spud Chandler wins the AL MVP. Uh, Mutual for the Cardinals wins the National League uh, Most Valuable Player. In 46, the New York Knicks play their first Basketball Association of America home game at Madison Square Garden. Of course, that's a future NBA. They lose to the Chicago Stags in overtime, 78-68. 1959, Seal Stadium was where the uh, minor league played. Up in San Francisco, uh, Joe DiMaggio, that's where he was crushing balls. Uh, the minor league park was the home of the Giants for a year or two. Uh, in San Francisco, it was starting to be demolished today. Mm. 1981, Fernando Valenzuela becomes the first major league rookie to win the Cy Young. And also uh, in the uh, AL, uh, it's Raleigh Fingers to win the Cy Young. And who can get forget Fernando? I remember going to a Houston game where he pitched that night. We decided to sit out in the outfield bleachers in the old Astrodome. And I thought I was in uh, Mexico with all the, Is that uh, right? oh, the crowd. Man. You know, the cheap tickets. I think it was a $3 ticket, a $2 ticket. Myself and uh, a couple of my nephews. Uh, so it was pretty much fun. And uh, it was just a lot of Spanish-speaking people out there. Of course, Fernando being uh, famed for his uh, uh, in-shoot as they called it uh, back then. So, anyway, uh, wins the uh, Cy Young uh, that year and Rookie of the Year. In 1996, Atlanta Braves starting pitcher John Smoltz wins the Cy Young Award. Pat Hintgen of the Blue Jays claims the AL Award for Cy Young. Uh, birthdays today, 1891, born on this day, Rabbit Moranville. He was one of the first big-time base dealers along with Ty Cobb, baseball Hall of Famer uh, in the World Series, played with the uh, Miracle Braves in 14 of course, he managed the Cubs he, uh, back in the day. He was born in Springfield, Mass. Also on this date, born Pod Trainer, one of the all-time great uh, third basemen of Major League Baseball with the Pirates and managed the Pirates for a while, born in uh, Framington, uh, Massachusetts. On this date, born in 1937, I don't know if you remember this phrase, Jeff, roll the videotape. Warner Wolf, mm-hmm. born on this date, uh, sportscaster for WABC-TV and WCBS-TV, born in Washington, D.C., also born in this date, one of my all-time favorite golfers, Fuzzy Zeller. Won the Masters in 81, the U.S. Open in 84, born in New Albany, Indiana. Also, uh, deaths on this day, I think one of the great college basketball coaches of all time, Frank McGuire, basketball coach, oh, won yeah. 550 games in 30 college seasons, dies at 80. 
Most, most people probably know him as a broadcaster. That's yeah, right. That's right. Coach. That's right. He uh, just uh, was a phenomenal coach. Uh, coached, uh, I think he coached the Knicks for a few years, too, in uh, South Carolina. Also, Rodney Milburn, uh, Hall of Famer, uh, Olympic gold medalist in 72, uh, from Opelousas, Louisiana, died on this date uh, in a work accident related. Uh, he was only 49 years old. Rodney Milburn, the former track star at Southern, and also from born and raised in Opelousas. Elsewhere, uh, died on this day, uh, former Saints uh, coach, in 2007, Dick Nolan, uh, mm. of course, famed for the uh, what was it that uh, when they played that defensive tackle a little off the line of scrimmage with the Cowboys, he was a defensive coordinator for Tom Landry and the Cowboys for many years. Of course, the head coach for the 49ers and also for the Saints. He died at 75 in 2007. And I'm gonna go back to the quote of the day. <laughs> Old Fuzzy Zeller, he also had some zingers, man. Uh, anyway, yeah, the first time he played in Augusta, he won the Masters. First time ever. He qualified, won the Masters, won his green jacket. And he said, there's something magical about that green coat. I mean that sincerely. It's special uh, week. And uh, being able to wear that green jacket, it made my whole career. And it's so special. Fuzzy Zeller, remember watching him play when they opened up La Triomphe. They had him down, Andy North, uh, Jan Stevenson, and Freddie Couples, another one of my favorite golfers. And they put on an exhibition. It was really a lot of fun with the crowd following him around on the on the course back in 85. So, uh, anyway, Fuzzy Zeller, uh, quote of the day, and happy birthday to Fuzzy. Anyway, Jeff, uh, that pretty much wraps it up here on uh, Bayou Sports. Uh, don't know if you have anything uh, Nope, nothing new to report. Um, but again, uh, don't forget about high school football tonight. Catholic High taking on Lake Charles College Prep, 6.30 the pregame, 7 o'clock the kick. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. And I uh, want to thank our sponsors, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep, District 49, that, again, will be next October. Canero Golf and Turf Club, the Hedekin Pain Center, and Schwing Insurance.